Episode tells me I don't give anybody else the chance. I give it to deserve, but I I just wasn't expecting it, bro. All right, we're back virtually with the boys. Uh, because Kev's cats Uh, have uh, fucking fleas. Yeah, fuck my cats, bro. I think Ryan's mic mic is muted, so there you go. Attaboy. Uh, I knew it was muted. Don't worry. Joining us today is the uh, handsome Ryan Lukek. Appreciate How's it going, buddy? Not many people would agree, but appreciate that. I think Jess would. Depends on the day. As a fair, <laughs> fair enough. All right, boys. How's everybody's day? Right, how was your day today? It was good, man. Normal Monday. All right, fair enough. Eric? Yeah, it was all right. Not too bad. Eric, are you Same are you all shit. <laughs> Yeah, dude. You sure? I'm good. Yeah, I'm just tired. That's all. All right. I, just I, I haven't I haven't had a lot of sleep the past few days, so okay. I'm a little a little tired. <laughs> How's your day, Kev? Ah, wasn't too bad, man. You know, just typical day. Uh, mowing some grass. It's an easy day today. It's like uh, 72 degrees today, wasn't it? Yeah, it was nice out today. Nice and hot for the end of October. Yeah, it was it was a little warm. It was nice. Now it's supposed to be cold after all this rain. Yeah. Well, my day wasn't too bad. Uh, I got shit on by an old man. Uh, dude's 84 years old and just wasn't having my, my answers to his problems today. And then you boys know I got sent to Cherry Hill because they bought a property, just have no maintenance staff. So that's what I did today. Nice. I got to admit, so, so I, got I, I thought that story was going a different way. What, being shit on by an old man? Yeah, yeah. He, he was 84 years old. I thought you were going to say, like, he lost control or something. I don't know. I thought it was nah. going a different way, so. Nah, uh, he's, he's been bitching for, like, a month now. He's got, like, no hot water in his apartment. He turned on his kitchen sink, boiling hot water. Kitchen <clears throat> sink, boiling hot water. The bathtub is where it's not, like, boiling hot, but it's fucking hot water. This dude tried telling me it was 64 degrees running water. I said, nah, no, it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, I ordered a thermometer, so it'll be in here this week. I'll let you know. So, okay, fair enough. Then I was just like, you know what? I'll just let the office know you're, un- you're not satisfied. And, uh, see ya. Have a good one. How's that? Uh, that's, that's a little ridiculous. So, since the last time we recorded, uh, we have our World Series matchup. It is the Braves against the Astros. Hate them both, but let's go Astros. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So Thursday, uh, the Dodgers won their game 11-2. Freddie Freeman with a two-run homer in the first, and then it was all Dodgers. Fucking Chris Taylor had three homers that game. Yeah, yeah dude. Oh, he was seeing the ball great that night. Two two-run homers and a fucking... And a solo and an RBI single. Or two RBI. Yeah, an RBI single. Yeah, he, so what did he finish with? What's that? Six. He had six RBIs. Yeah, dude. Like I said, he was just seeing He was seeing the ball that night, man. Didn't matter what, what they were throwing at him. He was just seeing it and just smacking the ball. Yeah, bro. Did he see it? Did I see what? <laughs> what he's talking about? Yeah, what well, we're talking? No, I didn't. I didn't watch the game, bro. Just, just let it go. Just let it go. It went over your head. 
Yeah, <laughs> Jeez, Louise. And then uh, Friday, the Astros capped their series off with a five-zip win over the fucking... I saw that out the window. Dogs. Huh? Sorry, I got distracted by the lightning through Ryan's window. It was, it was pretty, pretty wicked. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Nature's always cool. I'll say it scared me a little bit too, if it helps, but I'm still with <laughs> you, Jordan. You were, yeah. Is it pronounced Jordan or Jordan? On the Astros. I honestly am not sure. I don't know. It's like pronounced both ways. I don't fucking know. Uh, he literally had a double, a double, a triple, and a single. He went four for four in that closeout game. Just murdered them. So, and then Saturday, the Braves capped off their series win with against the Dodgers, four to two. I want to talk about how the Dodgers always have like the highest fucking salary cap in baseball and just haven't won shit. No wait, I lied. They won last year. <laughs> Never. Say, well, last year was the one that that broke the streak. They even released a video uh, highlighting. You know, all the all the years where they got knocked out in the NLDS, NLCS, whatever it may be. And for them to finally get to the World Series and win it, like, they, it, it was the whole point of them going crazy last year. But, yeah, it just seems like this year they're right back to, to the way they were. Yeah, especially against, uh, like, especially with the lineup you have, you should be able to completely outslug the Braves. Yeah, to, to come yeah. out and beat the Giants the way they did and then respond and play the way they did against the Braves just makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think the Sox were getting past the Astros, uh, but I also didn't think the Sox were getting past the Rays. So, yeah, that was surprising. I feel like this whole playoffs has kind of been surprising. I mean, the Astros being there is really surprising, but they could have been bounced multiple times throughout them with their position and who they played. I mean, I'm just happy that it's another year the Yankees do not win. Well, yeah, absolutely. Course. Yeah, but outside of the Yankees, I feel like these are two of the like you know <laughs> next three teams that I wouldn't want to see win either. Well, yeah, I mean, I, Houston you obviously. Don't, yeah, you don't want to see Houston win because of the whole cheating shit. Because then that's gonna it's all gonna resurface if they do win. Yeah. Right. If Atlanta wins, it's just Atlanta, and it's just it, it's Atlanta. <laughs> Fuck cares about Atlanta. <laughs> Fucking Hawks and the Braves now, dude. Fuck out of here. You just don't want to go out and win it. Yeah, no that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because you sign Bryce thinking like, oh, that, that might give you a little edge. Then the Nationals win it that year. Yeah. Now the Braves are about to win it. Not to mention the fact we were one series away from not even letting the Braves into the playoffs. And obviously we got swept that series. But for them to go on a run like that right after that, just it, it's a slap in the face as a Phillies fan. It's, it's tough to watch. It's upsetting. Um. The Phillies did hire an infield coach today, or yesterday, one of the two. Um, good luck. That's all I got to say with him. Uh, he's got <laughs> he's got a stiff defensively at third base when he's got to try and work magic with, and he also has a stiff at first base. He's got to try and work defensively. So, shout yeah, out. We'll see. We'll see what the opening day roster even looks like. That's what I was about to say. I'm not even sure yeah. if our infield is is set in stone yet. Well, I mean, I don't think they're gonna give up on Boone that easy. Not necessarily give up on him, but I mean, it wouldn't surprise me to see them experiment with other things. I guess. Yeah. As long as my boy Ronald Torres is out there. <laughs> Honestly, you can just pitch. Uh, that's all the news on baseball you guys want i got the i got the strohs winning it all what's up what you got yeah i got i i'm I'm hoping the strohs win so i'm gonna take the strohs i don't really have an expectation for it because i don't really care too much about it to be honest i'm not really excited for the world series this year i was excited every other year and it's like this year i just it's just i don't know man it's not it's not doing it for me. I just missed my mouth and my water bottle. <laughs> I feel like this series is going to come down to game one. Look at you. Oh, look nice. <laughs> but I feel like it's going to come down to game one. Um, with the Braves being kind of like the Cinderella story that they have been and kind of going off of momentum, if they drop game one, I feel like they're kind of going to you know, be like, okay, well, we did great up to this point, but, you know, yeah. at least we're here. But if they take game one, then they're like, all right, we're here. You know what I mean? Like, we, we yeah. can do this. So I definitely think it just comes we're, down to whoever. We're for first. real. Right. 
Anyway. Tune in to Joe Buck, though. He's good. He's good calling baseball. But if he's on football, just turn it off or mute your TV. Okay. So Agreed. the Sixers season started. Yes, it did. Uh, the very first game we played the Pelicans, a 117-97 win, which was expected. You know, they didn't even have Zion out there. Uh, the team overall, to me, didn't look bad. No, it it was – the offense was pretty efficient. Yeah. You shot 52% from deep and 50, 51 from the floor, so. I love Maxie in that game, too. Yeah, yeah he, play, he played very he played, well. He's been playing he 20, played well. He played just how you need Seven him. boards, five assists mm-hmm. that game. But he, he, he ran the offense really well. Yeah. yeah exactly. He, he's play, He's he's doing what you need him to do. I mean, unfortunately, I hate to say it, Ferk did come in and take the game over. He did. That's right, he dude. Did. I fucking he, fucking did. Toward, toward the end of that game, he started chucking up some threes, and I'm like, all right, dude, I know you're hot this game, but like, let's relax. Like, no, but <laughs> you're, you're not. You're not Steph. Four from three. Or no, I'm sorry. I, it was, the, it was the, Nets the Nets game that I yeah, yeah the Nets game, the beginning of it. He just started chucking up some threes. I'm like, I know you did well last game, but let's there's let's always relax. there's always got to be that Philly role player, whether you hate him or not. Furkan's that Philly role player. Nah. Uh, uh, he ran. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was the Nets game. He had like a whole. He basically ran the offense just like Maxie did, but just like from the bench area. So like he came in and was that basically that the point game. guard. Let's get to that game because that game kind of pisses me off because so upsetting. fourteen to one oh nine and we should have won that game. It felt like a Brett Brown coach game again. I was going to say it felt like it. we were in the walk series from last year. Yeah, yeah. it feels yeah. like it's the same team. I, I got the same exact feeling in that game. As soon as Brooklyn started making a run, you you knew we lost. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and I hate well, that's what it was. We 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 would go up ten to twelve points and then. Brooklyn would make a run. Now it's a two point game. And then we're back up ten. Brooklyn. And then that's the game of basketball. But every time we had no answer for KG. Absolutely yeah. no answer for KG. No, and not at all. The question: If Ben Simmons is playing, do we win that game? I mean, possibly. If Ben Simmons is playing in the same mindset he was in the middle of last season, yeah. If he's playing in the mindset that he says he's in right now, then no. I don't want to see him on the court if he doesn't think he can, you know what I mean? If he's playing, but he's not playing to the best of his abilities, then he's even more of a liability than he already was. That's also true. Solid. That was solid. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's the thing is, though. Like, every really, time, no, dude. Every what are you laughing at? Talked about trade piece on Ben Simmons. It's like that's what they stick to is defense, like his ability to play defense, like being one of the best defenders in the league. That has nothing to do with his shooting, and I feel like that's where all his air quote fucking mental issues are coming from. Because I don't believe he has them. Yeah, that's just my personal opinion. If he does, you know, shout out him for coming out and speaking out about it because that's some real serious shit. But if he doesn't and he stooped that low just to be able to get paid still, so he doesn't have to play. He's a fucking scumbag. Agreed. Oh yeah, of course. That but yeah, I just I, I don't know if they win that game with Simmons. It, it's a good question, but I mean, you're talking about a player, you know, making an impact over an entire game. We we lost by five. Having Simmons on the court probably would have made a difference, but I don't know if we win. Yeah, I don't know if we get to one oh nine. You know what I mean? Because the lack of offense from him, just in right. general. Yep. Even if he held KD to twenty. 22. And KD had like his first triple double in his fucking career. Yeah. <laughs> it's not his first. It's like he's only had like five though. Like legit. Which is weird too for a player like him, but. Because he's not really. I mean, he, he's not a playmaker like that. Yeah. Like, we'll get you your rebounds. Yeah, and you'll get points, the rebounds and the points. He's but not the, really a guy to just 10 assists. Yeah. yeah. I just always assume with guys like that where you know they're pretty much getting double teamed on a nightly basis, I would always assume they'd have, like, easy dump-off passes. But I guess, yeah, sometimes it's just players aren't even looking for that. Yeah, but, you got yeah, th- but he's also, like, 7-2 and just can pull up true. over a double Yeah, team. actually, you got to think. you got to think most of his game's a, a catch-and-shoot kind of deal. Like, he's a quick sure. pull jab step or jab step and pull up. Like, he doesn't really – he just pull – I feel like he just shoots instantly. Or, 
he'll he'll post you up too. Oh yeah. yeah. He's got a good post game. He yeah. he's he can do anything. Like he's he, an all he around player, bro. Choose, yeah, he can choose how he wants to score on any given night. Yeah, very much. Because he could take you to the rack. He could beat you any which way. That's not an issue. Yeah. But that was upsetting. We lost that game because, like I said, once KD left the floor, we would go up ten to twelve points. He comes back on; it's a two point game again. And then, like you said, Danny Green airballing two threes literally at the end of that game just did not help at all. Obviously, but and then you have Doc Rivers not challenging two plays. Yeah. Was that a block or was that a charge? Two. I don't know the rules technically. It looked to me like. His feet weren't set, so it could have been still a blocking fail. But it's I feel like that's ball. just – those are just them kind of calls where, like, I feel like truthfully no one does know the answer. It's just kind of who calls it first, what it is. That's kind of just how it goes. Yeah. And the, the out-of-bounds play, I don't care that he didn't challenge that, even though it was clearly out on KD. It's just, they didn't get points off that possession anyway, so it doesn't yeah. even matter. Yep. Now you so, move on to Sunday sure. when we went to OKC. We won 115 to 103. And my dude, fucking Seth Curry was on fire. <laughs> on Bro, fire. Oh, had six threes in the first quarter. Yeah, I know. Seven for 10 from downtown. I think, but was, yeah, wasn't he like six for seven alone in the first quarter? Yeah. Something like that. I I saw something the other day that uh, it was him and Steph, as of right now, own the most uh, points in a quarter, like, in any game this season. I think they said Steph – or how much did Seth end up with in the first quarter? I think it was 23. 25. Yeah, I was about to say, like, 25. 25. And I think Steph has a quarter where he scored 27. And right so far this season, that's one and two. Yeah, I was going to say, so I know Steph scored 25 in the first – when they played the Clippers, he didn't miss a shot either. Yeah, I, I think it was 25 and 23. I, I think Seth had 23 at the end of the first, if I remember correctly. But, okay. yeah, I just thought it was cool, yeah, the the, the Curry brothers uh, yeah. leading the league like that. Yeah, uh, Seth uh, Curry also has, like, the highest three-point percentage. Like, uh, I, saw, I saw a stat. I can't remember, like, the actual, like, like second in NBA it. history. Yeah. yeah. I just randomly disconnect my power went out, so it's getting a little windy, just a heads up. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I may I may lose power to so you may lose me. Why would I lose you? Uh, Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi. Yeah. Well, if you lose Eric, then you lose me at the same time, probably. <laughs> That's not I'm always true. Continue with that, you guys. Don't worry. Yeah, that'll blow legs. But no, Embiid's averaging 21-7-5 and five right now. I do like that he's he's getting more assists. But yeah, I don't like how he's not perfect. averaging a double-double. I was say, them rebounds to me, they need to be more in the 11 range for my liking. I, I totally I agree. agree. I agree. I'd say 10.8, you know, cool, something like that. That's what I'm saying. I, you, you need to, you're a big guy like that. You, you you praise yourself on being able to dominate down low and shit like that. To go get the fucking boards. It has nothing to even do with that. You're the big guy. It's just you are the sole big guy. So you have to be averaging 10 to 11 a game. I was like, Andre Drummond's been getting a decent amount of rebounds so far this year, too. Andre Drummond's going to get his when he's in there. Which Drummond is why I, 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 I like 17, that. 17 against the Pelicans. Yeah. Yeah, I like Monster. that. I don't know what he had against the Nets. Let me check. He didn't he play against the Thunder, right? He had 10 against the Nets, and then he didn't play on Sunday against the uh, Thunder. I don't know why. Apparently, I think it, they said like an ankle injury or some shit like that. But whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see the way the offense keeps going, you know, without Ben. Because, I mean, it, it wasn't an accident that MB touched on that specifically, how they've catered the offense to Simmons. So I, I am really curious to see how it keeps moving. I mean – Seems to be doing pretty well. I mean, even, even losing the game to the Nets, the offense was operating at a pretty high level for the majority of the game, at least. Um, I, I, you know, I just want to see how it keeps going without having Ben in there uh, and that forcing them to run it a certain way. Yeah, I mean, you scored 117, 109, and then 115. And we needed those certain players that we've acquired to step up and have stepped too. up into those roles. So you, you need Maxi to be that. Yeah. You need Maxi to be the way he is. You need Seth to be the way he is. I don't need, I don't Danny need Green Maxie needs to, to step up a little bit. 
You don't need Maxi to exceed expectations like everybody wants. You just need to see consistency. No, yeah, exactly. Uh, talk about the way that he's playing like, recently. Night in and night out, and if even when you have a bad game, you can still maintain the offense and let yourself, you know, your shooting go out the door. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, There's no, little things that I want to see. I don't. I don't care. I don't need him going out here and averaging twenty five, six and ten. Like I, I don't need all that. There's just it's it's unrealistic. Exactly. You just you literally need him to be able if to I run get the like offense. a solid like fourteen point eight out of him, maybe like three averaging two three boards. I don't even care about the boards. And you can average me five assists night in and night out. I'll be okay with that. All right, like a, like a fourteen to, five and two. Break. You need, you need to see growth from him to be able to ability, like you said, to run the offense day in and day out. It'll just be easier, in my opinion. It'll it'll one it'll devalue Simmons because <clears throat> you're not going to need him. You know what no. I mean? Like if you got exactly. a guy that can run the point and run your offense the way it needs to be ran, what do you, what are you holding on hope for? He's Max. You got the right mentality already, and it's showing that he obviously is dedicated to the game showing the minor improvements that he's already shown this year. So it's one of the things where it's like I have hope in him, but I don't have these crazy high expectations because I just want to see, like I said, consistency first. Yeah. Of course. But uh, They play tonight, as in Tuesday, against the Knicks, and the Knicks are Knicks are a pretty solid team. They had a Kemba in the offseason. You got Julius Randle, about- R.J. Barrett. I don't want to talk about the Knicks afterwards. <laughs> I agree with you, Legs. I agree. Me and Legs, we put in a parlay last night. They took the Knicks. Every leg hit other than the Knicks. And the Knicks were the were the biggest favorite, too. Mine is 850, and they lose the game to the Magic. Embarrassing. That's the Knicks for you. Yeah. If you if you learned any if I learned anything off of betting with the Knicks last year, you always bet them when they're playing the good teams. Hold on. They cover they cover spreads and they cover they cover the overs and the unders all day when they play the good teams. But then, like you said, they go and play. They go and take, play a team like the Magic, and that's it. They just they can't do it. All right, let's get into the juice. The motherfucking NFL. So Washington stinks. I'm just gonna go down and read read some fuck shit. Washington sucks. Also, did you hear the report about Jeff Bezos buying the team within the next week? Buying who? Washington? Yeah. I did not. Serious? John Gruden came out and said it. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a uh, That was funny. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is washed up. <laughs> bad curse, bro. Are these Tua, your one takes? Yeah, Tua sucks still. <laughs> imagine, imagine being a Dolphins fan and having your team draft Tua before Justin Herbert. Yep. Yikes, man. Mac Jones, rookie of the year. You said I, Jamal Chase wrong. I was about to say. No, I didn't. No. I don't know about all that, bro. You gotta. Sam Darnold equals fraud. Meanwhile, you're fucking. You were giving him the hype. Pete was giving Jalen Hurts before this year, bro. Joe Burrow, <laughs> not a one-hit wonder. Agreed. Yeah. Fuck Howie Roseman. <laughs> Super agree. I think that one was. I think you're like you're reading from six years ago, seven years ago now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, poor Dan Campbell. <laughs> Tyler MVP Murray. I don't know how I feel about that one. The Bears. The Bears fucking suck. That, that, that video of Justin Fields just sitting on the bench yeah, looking completely done with the lights. <laughs> uh, comeback player of the year, Carson Wentz. And yeah. then what happened last night is <laughs> Geno Smith. That's it. That's what happened to the Seahawks last night. Geno Smith. That's all I got to say about that one. But, yeah, Jamar Chase. All right. Look, it's early. Let's settle the hype down. 
No. See, no I, know, way, I, I understand you wanting to settle the hype on Justin Jefferson last year. I'm not going to hear it about Jamar Chase. I no. was watching. I was watching. Bro, his 82-yard touchdown was like seven missed tackles. Like, Listen, I was agreed, I, but he still had 120 yards outside I, of that. Listen, I was watching the game, and they tried saying something after he made the 82-yard touchdown catch. They said something. He's like, well, if you don't believe that Justin or that uh, he's Jamar Chase is a top receiver in the league, I. I I think he can already make an argument for being top three in the whole NFL. Yeah, I'm like, fucking Scott Hansen said, dude. I'm like, top three in the whole NFL. I'm like, listen, bro, the dude's balling out. But top three in the NFL, all right, you, need to, you need to put the brakes on there. Yeah, full disagree on that. Yeah, but now is he pretty strong in the running right now for rookie of the year? I mean, I'd, and oh, I mean, it, it really is. I 100% it's, it's his agree award with you, to lose. Yeah. I mean, realistically, it's his award to lose. I just think, I think the way Mac Jones is playing, he. Give him some consideration. If the Bengals win the AFC North and the Patriots lose the AFC East, which they're going to, to the Bills, I I feel like I'd like voters take that into consideration, in my opinion. No, like, yeah, but if they put up similar numbers, but Jamar Chase like almost single handedly, not single handedly because Burrow is really good outside of Chase, but if Jamar Chase drags the Bengals to the AFC North Championship over uh or division, you know, championship over the Steelers and the Ravens and all that, I feel like that that goes a long way. I also look at the fact of <clears throat> Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, all taken before Mac Jones. Yeah, well, we all know out of that draft class, your two top-tier throwers were Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones. Touche. Don't cool. get me wrong. Just, the Justin Fields and Trey Lance, they, they were top-tier quarterbacks in this draft because that's just the new style offense. If they didn't have the speed, they let's, they they weren't getting drafted. Not for arm talent, at least. Yeah. No, I feel you. Um, I do, like, on a serious note, I do feel bad for Dan Campbell. Yeah, I, I – Now, the Lions yeah. are 0-7. One of the losses came from a 30-second field goal drive by Kirk Cousins. <laughs> the other one came from a fucking NFL record field goal. Uh, yards. What was the other one? They they lost another close one. I can't think of it. And then this one, if Jared Goff just was a little bit better, like if if Goff was a little bit better, they win that game too. Like. I don't know if I put all the blame on Goff, though. I mean, you know, Hawkinson is okay. DeAndre Swift's a monster, but who else are we talking about on that offense? Khalif Raymond, remember? And yeah, you said, who the hell is that? <laughs> what you mean? That's that's they, like... They don't, really, yeah, they don't really have any res- like a good receiving core for Goff to really throw to, other the, than Hawkinson. The offensive line's banged up. I mean, I don't know if I put that all on Goff. <laughs> He's not throwing oh, yeah, to people Robert Woods, you know? sucks. But Dan Campbell's out here coaching his fucking ass off. I'll tell you Agreed. that. Agreed. What, what they, had, they had an onside kick. They had two fake punts. Um, I, They probably did some more. I'm not even sure. Yeah, and I wasn't really watching it. Just Red Zone told me what happened. Right, yeah. Out uh, here works fine. Here we go. Let's get into it, though. Your Philadelphia Eagles lose to the Las Vegas Raiders, 33-22. Shit. Saying it wasn't even that close. Shit. Yeah. Derek Carr. Tore us the fuck up. 91%. 91 91.4%. Sorry, bro. Bro, he, he picked our secondary apart. It's not just him though. Did did you guys Pick see the, the? You guys follow Ruben Frank on Twitter by any chance? The, uh, uh, yeah, but I the, really their offensive line was fucking ridiculous he, too. Ruben Frank had a tweet yesterday. He said, "In the Eagles' first 1,285 games, they allowed eight quarterbacks to complete 80 percent of their passes. In the last five games, they'd allowed they've allowed four quarterbacks to complete 80 percent of their passes." That, well, here you go. It's so like, that's that, crazy. So we're just, let's talk about the defense. This is historic, like historically bad. <laughs> yeah. So, Are we surprised here, guys? <laughs> Are we shocked? This is, getting, this is what I'm getting at. Like, you have two cornerbacks that can play man-to-man on the outside, and Steve Nelson and fucking Darius Slay. 
yet you're consistently playing soft zones so you don't get beat over the top. You have linebackers that can't tackle. Why are we not just playing man up across the board and sending some blitzes? If you get beat for a 70-yard touchdown within 30 seconds, that's better than getting beat by a 7-play, 10-yards-of-play, 5-minute drive for a touchdown. I agree. You're less tired when you come back out on the field and you're still letting up the same amount of points regardless. You know what I mean? And I mean, it gives your I'm offense sure more time to work. Huh? 100%. I 100% agree with you in both things that you said. And it would give your offense more time to work. I mean, he, he says he doesn't have a scheme, though. I'll say with the Eagles, first of all, giving your offense more time to work doesn't necessarily mean yeah, anything because they true. don't decide to actually score points until the fourth quarter when they're down by four scores. But um, I, I just I, I don't know. I feel like the defense doesn't blitz. And it's, it's been this way for the last, you know, five, six years from what I can remember. They don't yeah, blitz because they always say, oh, with our defensive line, we don't have to blitz. But the D line doesn't get home. So I, I don't agree with that. But that's just the way the defensive coordinator always, you know, explains it. That we always gave Schwartz crap for never blitzing, but it's because our defensive line was good enough that we didn't have to. But when they don't get home, our defense looks terrible. Our yeah. defense would be 30 times better if we still had Schwartz. I agree. I agree. He's able to make the proper adjustments that Gannon can't. And he was more I, – I honestly think he was more aggressive. And he had a hide, he had a way of hiding guys that weren't that good that would be able to make impact plays that where you're like, oh, yeah, he's shining. Alex Singleton in coverage this year. Awful. Uh, among all NFL players, he's allowed 38 receptions, which is the most. He's allowed 367 yards, which is seventh most. He's allowed four touchdowns, which is tied for second. And he's got eight missed tackles after the catch, which is the most in the NFL. Jesus. I mean, you can probably look all the way around and see bad things besides looking at Slay. I, I yeah, I mean, Eric Wilson was supposed to be a free agent, you know, pick up. He he led the Vikings in in tackles last year, and he's been just I, I just don't can't see him out there. But Eric he, Wilson he was great. Be. He was great for the Vikings, not he, even just last year. The previous years before that too, he was still great. But he gets beat over and over well, again this year. In our Frazier is also a really good defense coordinator. So is Mike Zimmer. Well, that's yeah. what we're back to it's coaching. Coaching. Yeah, over the last five games, the Eagles have given up an average of 32.5 points. The only team given up more points since week three, the Jets, at 32.8. We're going to lose to the Jets, man. I'm telling you. We're going to lose to the Lions next week. Joe Flacco. That's what everyone's that's saying. saying. We all need to come, we all need oh, to, yeah. come to terms with that. We're going to lose to Joe Flacco Breaking on the news. Jets. Breaking news. Sound the alert, Kev. Burr, burr, burr. Joe Flacco traded to the Jets. What do we give for him? Conditional draft pick. That's all it said. Conditional six. We got a six that could turn to a fifth, depending on playing time. All right. We like to do this whole playing time thing, so it's you know, so I'm learning here. I I saw somebody say that apparently behind closed doors, the Eagles are are really happy with Minshew. So they were they wanted to move him up anyway, but they were already paying Flacco so much. So I'm okay with the trade. I mean, I'm okay they, with the trade they, too. They, yeah, I agree. Oh yeah, I mean, what the fuck's Flacco gonna do? Just sit there, hold clipboard all year? Right. Uh, just a side note: Zach Ertz became the first player in NFL history to have touchdown catch in back-to-back games in the season for two different teams. The game ball and his gloves are headed to the Hall of Fame. So Zach Ertz is technically a Hall of Famer. Fuck, bro! 84-yard touchdown at DK. Sorry to interrupt. Let's go. Fuck you, Gino. I Bro. take it back. Uh, yeah, that. game. Uh, there goes Jameis. <laughs> Changing your answer. Bro, for real. I was literally just about to beat Justin in Dynasty. It's my first win. <laughs> oh man. That's rough. Um, Fletcher Cox had some shit to say after the game. Justin just texted me in legs. Yeah, but he did. Go for it. <laughs> Such a piece of shit, bro. I know. Such a piece of shit, bro. So Fletcher Such Cox had, had had some shit to say after the game, uh, along with, I don't get paid to play screens. I get paid to get sacks. 
Homeboy doesn't even get sacks. Yeah, you get paid to do whatever you're asked. I mean, what do you mean? You're the leader of this defense. You get paid to make plays. Um, What else do you say? Sometimes I play in the three technique. Sometimes I play in the four. Uh, It's just one of those one of them things where it's hard to get settled in in a game where you're playing so many positions and doing so many things. I don't I don't know if this is Cox's ego or if it's just him honestly trying to check the defensive coordinator. I mean, that's what we're talking about, right, with um, the, the scheme really just not obviously not working. This could just be Cox trying to send some shots out there that like, yeah, this dude doesn't know how to how to use us. Because outside of Javon Hargrave, I mean, everyone else on the on the defense is just terrible. Other than Slay, Slay's been playing well. Yeah, yeah, okay. And, so well, Hargrave and Slay, I can Maddox. Yeah, I don't really think any slot guys really burned us this year, though. I think what killed us that game, to be honest, is after Sanders went down, he just kind of just abolished the run game. Bullshit. Why Gamewell was, can run the ball. Why, exactly. Why wasn't Gamewell getting the rushing attempts that Sanders was getting before he went down? Now, how many – Yeah, here you go. How many carries uh, by running backs do you think this team should average each year each, or each week? I mean, I would say I want at least 15 to 20 minimum. Yeah, I will say, I mean, you have to assume that Hertz is going to get his carries in this offense regardless. I, I would so say Hertz I would say, say Hertz is going to get at least so 16. Even if you pick 15, which is what I did, because that's what I expect in the average. Because we have a good run-blocking offensive line. They've always been good. Um, this was the first – so you had 18 carries by running backs. First time over 15 since week two uh, against San Fran. It's fucking pitiful. 12 of those carries out of the 18 by running backs came, uh, we had going into halftime. When did Sanders get hurt? Second quarter? Second drive. Yeah, that early. Yeah, he got hurt in the reading the first. Yeah. What, like six or seven attempts already at that point? Five carries on the first drive, dude. And it he worked. Was like, he was like five for 26. And it worked. Yeah. No, no I, I don't know if it's I, – I don't know, man. I don't really know why they stray away from what works. Because we're the Eagles. When we get that first little lead, we think it's our game right away. As soon as the Eagles go up 7 nothing, we start thinking it's our game. Honestly, whenever I see stuff like as that, fan, me, as fans, yeah. No, it's not even as fans. As players, I've been noticing once we get a slight lead, it's just one of the things like where it's like we look at it and we go, okay, Nick, now we we're in control of the game. Yes, you are, but you still have to maintain that lead. So it's like one of the things where it's like, in my opinion, in football, you, you don't start getting happy until you're up twenty-one nothing. That's when you can start feeling comfortable and start letting your brakes off just a tad. Unless unless you're going against Tom Brady. But I'm saying even, but I'm saying even against Tom Brady, you can still, you can still adapt and 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 see what's happening and change to what's happening. You know what I'm saying? When you're at 21, when you're at seven, you start getting comfortable, and then by the time you snap your fingers to try and change, it's already too late. You're down ten, you're down ten seven, you're down fourteen seven. Well, that's what that's what I think was a problem last year, even with Doug Peterson, is the inability to adjust coming out of halftime. Or not even just coming out of halftime. After the first 15 plays, which are usually scripted, the inability yeah. to adjust to what the defense is doing to you, we've been so bad. It's just Yeah, it's just up in the air from that point on. I, I had a strong feeling watching every game last year, and I, I feel like I get the same feeling watching Sirianni's offense, too. The defense just knows what's coming, man. Like I, I feel like Sirianni just tries so hard to like be the smartest guy on the field and outsmart the other defense. But whenever he does, the defense just goes, "Okay, here's the play. We're gonna stop it." Like we talk about all these screens, but like no matter what direction the screen goes, no matter what player the screen's going to, there's a defender right there every yeah. single time because they just know it's coming. Yeah, and and the, it happened a lot with Peterson. I, I'm getting the yeah, same feeling with, with, the this, with this. What the difference with Peterson is. When even when we were losing bad with Doug, you didn't have Fletcher Cox coming out saying this shit. You didn't have Jordan Mailata even coming out saying like they know what we're running. You know what I mean? Like I just think he. I don't think the players truly respect them as a coach yet. Agreed. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Anders. I 100% agree. But. Huh? 
It's like I'm not a big fan of the way he panders to the city, like always wearing like the AI jersey. Yeah, yeah, that that shit. It's like, dude, bro, let it go. Just coach it, it, it is, at first I was about it, but yeah, it got a little much. Everyone will love you if you win some football games. Right. That's it. Yeah. Literally, all you got to do. Um, now a bigger a bigger thing is is you're trying to you're trying to run the RPO offense, and if you listen to Shane Steichen after the game. He literally said he had no idea about the RPO offense. Like, he doesn't know how to run it. <laughs> it's a fucking joke. Yeah. It's literally a fucking joke. That's what, like, watching the Eagles this year, I don't know what to blame. Like, I, I feel like Hurts' Hertz, throws are inaccurate. Our receivers don't get open. And the plays that they're running are, are horrible. I Like, I don't know which one of the three are, are worse. Like, I, I want to see Devontae Smith, maybe, like, if I can, you know, I know they have, like, the coaches, like, all 22 film. Yeah. I want to see, like, him run his routes and see if he gets open. Because the targets he gets, he seems like he's open, but usually Hurts is throwing it, like, you know, a foot behind him. We what? we saw it uh, on the slant that they had on, on third down where he has sure. an easy first down and Hurts puts it, you know, six inches behind him. It hits him in the hands, but if that's on his chest, I mean, that's an easy catch. That's I, I, I don't know what to blame. We need to just go back to basic fundamentals. I mean, what what happened to quick slants and HP dots? We're, we're playing we're playing football. I mean, you have fast receivers who are good route runners, and you don't see enough consistent quick slants. But yet, you can watch Mike Evans bully everybody, and fucking Michael Thomas when he's healthy bully everybody on a quick slant. And you can just HP die for five yards. Open up first down. It doesn't even have to be like that. If you watch um. What was it? A fourth down play, I, I believe, in the in the Bengals game. Jamar Chase's comeback route, dude, the ten yard dig, dude, that thing was so crisp. And like, a defender uh. picks going deep, so they're they're taking steps, they're taking strides with you. You hit that comeback, boom, put yeah. playing your foot in, turn around. That's you got, like you got three yards of separation right there. So say, where are the curl routes? Where are the comebacks? Like, where are the? So saying, you're talking basic fundamentals of football, like, bro, you learn this in pee wee football. So, but you, that that's really what the question is, honestly. When you're looking at it, the, maybe it's not Sirianni that we should be blaming. Maybe Sirianni's smart enough to see that Hurts just isn't it. I, I like I, I don't know for sure because I don't see him in practice every day. But maybe Sirianni doesn't run those routes because he knows even even those Hurts can't hit them. I, the the slant I just brought up, it's a quick slant. Devontae Smith got open. He had separation, and Hurts missed the throw. Maybe yeah. that's why they run these screens so much because it's the easiest throw that a quarterback can make. He, it can't be inaccurate because they're right there. You know, it maybe again, I, I don't know for sure, but maybe it is just Sirianni saying, You're, You guys are right. Hurts isn't it. We're going to run a very simple and basic offense because it's our only choice. Yeah. Dumb it down. Year, but I'm really curious to see what happens at the, uh, at the end of the, the season. You know, I, I maybe him and Roseman have had conversations that. They are just going to use Hurts this year, lose some games, take those three first round picks, and go get their quarterback. Yeah, but that's the problem. That'll give that that will buy Howie an insurance policy. Yeah. For another year, because they're going to take the quarterback with one of those picks, or they're going to trade all of them away for Deshaun Watson, a Russell Wilson, like one of those guys that are available. That you know what I mean? That one out, and that's going to buy Howie another year. To, to try and rebuild this whole thing. When in reality, the reason the fucking the reason we're in this mess is because of Howie. Agreed. Yeah. Like you didn't want to. You didn't. Josh McDaniels. Like a lot of people don't like Josh McDaniels because he flamed out in Denver. With Tim I Tim. think he would have been a great coach here. But Cam Newton was playing one of his best years of, of fucking football before he got COVID. Under Josh McDaniels, being able to, you know, scheme to Cam's best abilities. He'd be doing the same thing with Hurts. Now, the only problem with Hurts is I do see when you watch him, it looks like he goes to his first read, and that's it. And then he'll scramble. Yeah. Because that's all he had to do in college, and it worked. Yeah. Because he always had so much talent around him. Yeah. Because he had he had Devonte Smith, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, and then he and, and then he went to Oklahoma. Had Charleston Rambo, C.D. Lamb. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's also different too because the defenses in college are so much slower and more basic. That when the play breaks down in college, 
the you got receivers running wide open. When the play breaks down in the NFL, everyone's still got someone right on their right on their hip. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, there's a lot of make speed too. But it's just it's just one of the things where it's like you say it. It's like realistically, the Raiders' offense is essentially almost the same thing as the Eagles' offense, like receiving core wise. Like you see how they can run and maintain an offense and do everything week in and week out. It's like you have the same ability with the offense that you have. I watch teams every single Sunday scheme receivers wide open. I mean, you see Andy Reid, you you watch them do it for two decades now almost. I mean, well, I, I don't understand how our receivers are just never open. The Cardinals, week in, week out. Yeah, 100%. I completely agree with you, George. I mean, Devontae Adams gets double teamed every week, and somehow he still gets routes where he's running wide open with no defender within 10 yards of him. You know what yeah, I mean? That, that's, that's, deep. That's, that's, a, uh, that's a hard comparison. Yeah, because he is the best route runner in the National Football League. I know, but I'm saying it's not just him being a route runner; it's it's the plays being schemed up to get yeah, to you know to, the saying. misdirections that's, to get him open. Saying the Raiders, I mean the Raiders, you have Rugs and Renfro as your one and two, and they were missing Waller, who's their primary guy. Brian Edwards looked like he'd be the Eagles wide receiver one. That's the thing: you have Rager and you have Smith. I mean, what the hell's the difference between Rager and Smith and Renfro and Rugs? I mean, it's this, and and then you have Edwards and Quest Watkins. It's essentially the same exact thing. If because, anything, I feel like because if, Ruggs, Ruggs is a route runner with elite speed. Rager say that Devontae Smith's not. We haven't opened the playbook enough to be able to see it and set him up in them situations. Devontae Smith is an elite route runner. He's a very good route runner. He doesn't have the speed Henry Ruggs has. Jalen well, Rager doesn't have the speed. Behind him. Huh? It's not like he's that dramatically far behind him in speed. Do we know that? Ruggs nope. didn't run the 40, I don't think. But it's just a simple fact is you, you're not opening up the playbook to see anybody's full potential either. Because Ken, can Jalen Hurts be under center 60% of the snaps in one game and drop back and make his read? And when he hits that fifth, 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 fifth foot, like you get it. When he hits his, when he hits his drop back and plants his foot, is he able to make that throw? Because it's not always going to be wide open. He's going to have to make timely throws. He's going to have to make fucking. I understand that, but it's, it's one of the things where it's like if you if you're not going to test it, what are you going to wait five years to test to see if he's your guy? You have to figure it out now. Yeah, that's what I was actually about to say. That was that you know you're saying what's the difference between Rugs and Renfro, but and then compared to Smith and Rager, maybe it's the person throwing on the ball. Maybe well, it's the fact that Derek Carr hits him in stride. Until you put him in that situation, how are you ever going to realize that that's your franchise guy or not? I mean, if right now you're just digging your hole deeper, and you're just still just sitting there and just digging. Agreed. I, I yeah. like I said, it, to me it looks like Sirianni's hiding hurts, but I would much rather see him live live or, or die by the sword. You know what I mean? No, well, just I, put hurts put hurts out there on an island. See if he can do of, it. This is the kind of city where you got to put him on blast right away. Agreed. Put him uh, in that situations where you're going to embarrass yourself, but see how you a overcome it and see if you can embarrass yourself and put yourself past that. Maybe he's hiding hurts to hide himself. Well, he's already needs to hide himself. That's been long gone and out the window. I, I just I think he is scared of hurts completely falling on his face because I mean you know he he understands he's in Philly again. Part of the reason why I think he panders to the fans the way he does. Well, he understands he's in Philly. We just fired a coach who won the Super Bowl three years ago. You know what I mean? Like, if, if hurts face plants, he but, he could be gone. No, but it's not to me because it's also one of the things. You're a first-year head coach with a first-year quarterback, a first-year receiver. You have pretty much rookie offensive linemen, even though they've been in the league for years starting. You, you weren't coming into this to go, it's playoff bound or you're out. It's coming, it's see what you can make this team do, and we'll evaluate it at the end of the year. Well, how are you going to evaluate a team at the end of the year if you're not pushing the team to the expectation that it needs to be pushed to? It's the same yeah, thing with Ben Simmons all over again. You're not, you're not pushing him to strive to be better. He's never going to get better. They're just going to maintain. If you're going to set Hurts up to just throw a screen every week, why is he going to go out and try and practice his deep ball and everything else? And at the end of the week, he goes, I know I'm throwing 15 screens. Yeah. Yeah, but this is the part of the schedule where it's very favorable for the Eagles. And if they don't – honestly, if they don't finish the season with at least seven wins, it's like it's, – I, I would not be opposed to getting rid of them. I'm calling for both of them. Well, yeah, I mean, I want Brian Dable. I'm saying I want I want Sirianni out, and I want Hurts out. I want Roseman out too. Yeah, hey, I want, that's 
that's been my main a thing. Triple threader. That was not going to happen. Because no. if, well, I don't know, man. He got rid of he got rid of Joe Banner, who was like one of his best friends. He also got rid of Andy Reid, who he's real close to. So yep. I mean, you know, eventually, eventually, Lori is going to hit that time where it's like, I've had enough. Like we got to, you know what I mean? Because at this point, it's like. Are the Eagles a respectable franchise anymore? To me, oh. around the NFL, I wouldn't. No. Oh. Uh, moment now. You, you saw the article come out that Brandon Staley literally declined to even interview here because of Roseman. Yep. Now. It's, un- it's unfortunate, obviously, man. Obviously, Herbert's a way better quarterback than Hurts. Absolutely. So he's able to, you know, win some games over there, and they have a much better defense. But it's still the fact of you have head coaches, young, young offensive head coaches that you want, you want this high-powered offense so bad, and you have young offensive coaches that won't even come and interview you because of your GM. Like he's going. I'm telling you, I don't. I, I think if it all flames out and they they wind up going in a different direction than hurts. I don't think Howie's here to pick that next coach, and I don't think Howie's here to pick that next quarterback. And and that's why we're in such a shitty situation, because it's like, I agree with what you're saying, but it all comes down to when Larry makes that decision. I mean, we, we got a clock, you know what I mean? We got three first-round picks, and they could potentially all three be in the top ten. So he's got to make that decision either before this April or, you know, or Howie, we risk Howie making the decision on, on what we do with that much draft capital. I completely agree with you, Rye. I don't trust Howie making any of these picks regardless. So, I mean, if we, if we do get rid of him, I'd hope it'd definitely be before the end of the season. Well, that's or after the season ends, if before the offseason even starts. What he will do is he will try and trade him for an established quarterback. This way, I think that'll be his final straw. You know what I mean? Like, uh, he could draft a quarterback. And he goes, well, you know, it takes a couple of years for that dude to catch his stride. Uh, One, there's not really great quarterbacks coming out this upcoming draft. Not yeah. at all. So if you if you go out and you let's say Deshaun Watson uh, removes his no trade clause and wants to come here, you go out and you trade for Deshaun Watson. Now it's well, now we need to build around him a little. We need another year or two to build around him. Like either way, Howie, if Howie's not going by draft night. Or even before then to be able to, you know what I mean? If he has the ability to do what he wants with those three first-rounders, we're fucked. See, but that's the kind of thing I would argue. Yeah. Me, to me, you can bring in Watson, and to me, you don't have to change a thing on the offense. You still only have to primarily focus defense. He made it work in Houston, and even when D-Hop left, and their offense line is way more shit, and all they had was B-Cooks. I, I disagree that you only have to worry about the defense, though, because that offensive line still is a mess. Everyone's still getting hurt. Kelsey's getting closer to retirement. Dickerson is, like, getting a, three flags called on him every single game, it seems like. So I, and you're I doing like too much. You're, you're doing too much shifting with Mylotta. you got to – But, again, again – whether, whether Lane Johnson gets hurt or not, you still keep, you have to keep him at left tackle. You yeah, can't switch him over to the right again, side. That comes down to coaching again. Who does to say half of this isn't coaching? Agreed. Well, that that itself is coaching. Penalties and everything like that, that's coaching. That's not being a disciplined football it's team. Not, I, I mean, I won't put it solely on the coaching because, I mean, it's the player within themselves also. I mean, you know you're in the wrong points in time, but players still do it. But it's just one of the things where coaching, yes, does play a huge factor because obviously there's not discipline like you're saying. Yeah. I say leading the league in penalties is not something that we like – should just look past and say it's not coaching because that's 100% on the coach. I mean, some penalties, yeah, you can blame the player directly. Derek Barnett, I mean, apparently it doesn't matter who the coach is. No one can nail into his head to stop doing stupid shit. Um, I mean, we lose the league in penalties by like 15. If this is New England, if this is New England, Derek Barnett hasn't played since week two. Derek Barnett's not on the team. Yeah, he hasn't played since. (laughs) Literally, he had no problem getting rid of fucking Chandler Jones. You ever heard of them? Yeah, but no, I think I think we would be trying to shop one of them potentially for something else if B if uh, BG didn't go down. We yeah, I agree. Well, I mean, you gave Sweat this money and he really hasn't done anything. No, no, but you I really have to give him. I mean, Kerrigan too. You're you're paying Sweat and Kerrigan to oh, just well, not produce Kerrigan whatsoever. Very productive, according to Jonathan Gannon. He lines up the right way. 
What? That's what he said. That's like when we played J. Joel nonstop because he was a good blocker, right? Well, I mean, that, sometimes that does. Heinz Ward was a very good blocker, too. Heinz Ward was a very good receiver, too. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Can't talk shit on Heinz Ward, bro. Nah, I like Heinz Ward. Oh, man. There's a staple right there in the Steelers' office. I just, I, like I said, I don't see, I, I don't know what, I mean... Look, if Hurts turns it around, say we wind up winning eight games and he looks better each game. That's the thing. He doesn't have to come out and light the fucking world on fire. If if you see if you start to see him, oh wow, look, he's he's making two reads now and now he's going through his full progression. Now he's going through his full progression, then going back. You know what I mean? If if you're able to see any type of development from Hurts by the end of the year, why wouldn't we take all first three three all three first round picks and then build around them? Listen, I don't disagree, but I said it from the start, and I'll say it in, until I die, until something proves me wrong. But Jalen Hurts is Alex Smith. The way you have to play an offense and win games with Jalen Hurts is Alex Smith football. And the only way you're going to do that is by establishing and starting with a run game. And if you're not going to establish and start with a run game, Jalen Hurts is never going to work. It's as simple as that. Alex can Smith I, did used to win you 11 games a year. Can I, can I yell at you real quick? Yeah. He's not going to throw you 40 touchdowns on – you know, say eight picks and 4,500 yards, he's going to throw you 3,200 yards on 27 TDs on 12 picks. I'm cool with that. Just win me games. Can I yell at you for a second, Kev? Yeah. Because that's disrespectful to, to Alex Smith, in my it opinion. Because Hurts, I mean, if Hurts were producing the way Alex Smith did, the, like, across his career, All I'd right. be ecstatic right now. Because right. our you offense got, is atrocious, and I've Tannehill. never seen an Alex Smith offense that was atrocious. you got to play Tannehill football with Jalen Hurts. That's disrespectful to Tannehill now, too. He just beat the fucking Chiefs. I don't think Hurts is hitting. Let's all just shut up and leave it there. You got to play Tannehill football in Miami. That's what I'm saying. There you go. All right. All right. You got to play Miami. Enough with this birds talk. How about that asshole that gave back Tom Brady's 600 touchdown, bro? Yo, what I tell you, Ryan, I said a million bucks, I'll give it back. Dude, did you see the final package they ended up giving him? No, what was it? It was uh, it was another signed ball, obviously from Brady. Uh, a signed or two signed Brady jerseys, one signed Mike Evans jersey, and game worn cleats from Mike Evans. Um, a one thousand dollar gift card to their team store, and season tickets for the rest of this year and next year. I would I would have gave it back then. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I feel like that ended up being a pretty good package. I would have negotiated the thousand dollars at least. I would be like, "What do I need the thousand for? I just got three jerseys." Like, I <laughs> right, three signed jerseys and game worn cleats. <laughs> well, you could sell that for fucking <laughs> buku bucks. I would argue. I would have settled for like. I wouldn't have settled for anything less than a hundred k. Ten k in Bitcoin. If I'm all. taking just cash for the ball, I'm not settling for less than a hundred to hundred fifty k. No doubt I'm, about. I'm it. saying no, no less than half a mil. My question is the season tickets. Like his seats were right on the field. Is he? Are they giving him those seats or like they are better. they? <laughs> <laughs> They'll probably give him some fucking shit ass right. those, please. All the way in like a corner, like yeah. right. not even like sideline. Like the spot that blows in the sun all year round. <laughs> get back, get back to the birds real quick. Just a quick one. They do have the Lions uh, this upcoming week, and I'm I'm afraid because well, the Lions are zero and seven and they're a lost team. Prepare for a loss. Hugh Staley knows exactly how to run on this defense. Just that, the coaching experience itself. Dan Campbell's going to tear our terrorists apart. Dan Campbell's not playing. That's I'm saying, like, coaching-wise. Well, I well. think he still could tear us the fuck apart, though. That dude just, dude, dude, he just play, exudes play energy. Fucking like. kneecaps, dude. Don't see the memes of Dan Campbell where he's just sitting there. He's like, when you're 0 and 7, or when you're seven weeks in and, and the boys still ain't biting kneecaps. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I think Deuce, Deuce really does know how to run on our defensive line. He's going to, you know, help out with the blocking on their O line. I, I am definitely concerned because they just, I mean, they're a team that they showed against the Rams. They don't have anything to lose. You know what I mean? Going for those onside kicks and fake punts, there's no reason that they're not going to do the same thing against us. One, because our team is historically bad at defending trick plays like that. 
And two, because again, they just have nothing to lose, man. So I think they're 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 going to be more hungry because it's going to be getting that getting that donut off the board is going to be a lot more to them than us getting a third win. Yeah. It, it's in Detroit, and the Eagles are three point favorites. So even Vegas, I mean, you get the three points for home field advantage. So even Vegas has like uh, uh, I was seen a handicapper the other day. It's it's now two points for home field. Oh, it changed. My bad. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I know what I'm saying. He said it started to change around like last year or some shit like that. I got you. But yeah, so the Eagles are only three point favorites in Detroit. <laughs> it, it's it's ridiculous. It's fucking. I mean, but it does tell you. I mean, Vegas knows a lot, man. Yeah, it's scary. It's because the shit's so. fixed. Oh, whoa. Oh, hold oh. Up. Got a conspiracy theory over here. <laughs> oh, I would love to hear this one. That's like <laughs> Benny Cunningham's coming out and saying that. Uh, yeah, bro, that's what I was just about to say that. <laughs> uh, other news, shout out Mellow. The OG Mellow, Carmelo Anthony. Uh, moved ninth ninth place all time in the NBA scoring list. Jack did not know he scored that many points. Well, he let he was he led the league in scoring year in and year out until KD came in and ruined it for him. Yeah, I was gonna say I feel like a lot More of people what? don't remember his Nuggets days because they didn't actually do anything not as far as playoffs or championships. But he just he was a walking bucket. He won back to back scoring titles. I'm pretty sure with the Knicks. Well, you eat yeah. Dick. yeah. And then KD just came in and literally was just like, nah, bro, this is just going to be mine now. Basically. And ran like three or four years straight, I'm pretty sure. Something wild like that. This is what he does. Mellows also just have just has had longevity, too. He, he's never had uh, any yeah. major injuries that I can think of. He I plays mean, 80 games a year, you know what I mean? In New York, he put up 45 shots a night, so. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was the him and J.R. Smith show. Yeah, I mean he was definitely on a solid uh, averaging on a night in New York. He was definitely putting the ball up at least twenty two times a night. He definitely uh, jumped totally. Kobe for like <laughs> most ball hogging style of play. Most I mean, shots attempted. Kobe had his fair share of it too, but Kobe was was different when he did it because Kobe actually scored. <laughs> If Kobe shot the ball 40 times, he probably hit 30 of them. I'll say not, definitely in the beginning of his career. I thought it was funny. Like, everyone lost it because the last game of his career, what did he put up? I, I think he put up, like, 40 or 50 points or something like that. But he had, like, he had like 50 shots or something like that. Like, an, an absurd amount of shots. It was, like, his farewell game where they were just letting him just yeah. put it all up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, he might have put up 60. But I he put up, like, I think he would made less than 50% of his field goals to, yeah. like, get all the way up there. Fucking Kobe, bro. You just got to let him go with it. You got to let Kobe take over. All right, Peter a legend. Big facts. You don't got any you got any dad jokes for us this week, George, or what? Well, what I hear you with last one. I don't know. You normally had all the you, you were going in hot every week with jokes, and they just they just died out, man. I'm gonna be honest with you. I stopped looking at Instagram reels. <laughs> Whatever, George. I think that's where they came from. I thought it was true inspiration from you, and I guess clearly it's not. You, you got to get the practice in now. Before the baby's born, because, I mean, once that happens, like, then the dad jokes are, are required. Yeah, but they'll come to me. Once the baby's out of the womb, they'll come. Just naturally. Yeah. Well, how, well, how do you fix a broken-down gorilla? A broken-down gorilla? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it has something to do with gorilla glue. I just can't That's think That's what I was thinking. You use a monkey wrench. Damn it. <laughs> All right, thanks for tuning in. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that was so corny. That's why oh, I love dad. Sleep over there. Got That's you to wake up. Nah, dude, I love I love dad jokes. They're funny. <laughs> One of the worst trades in uh, NFL history was definitely the Colts trading for Trent Richardson and giving up a first round pick. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Really, the worst decision That's... Madden ever made was putting like Peyton Hillis on the cover of a Madden. So. That was that was worse than Sam Bradford getting traded for a first and a fourth. Yeah. 
feel like oh. it practice at least a little bit close. Yeah, the Eagles, Bradford, Eagles got a first and a fourth for Bradford. That was that was robbery. Sam Bradford won rookie of the year though. Like eight years before he was traded for a first and a fourth. <laughs> Trent Richardson's got a, like a career of like 500 rushing yards. It's true. <laughs> Average two and a half yard a carry, two and a half yards a carry over like seven years somehow. Eric, you agree with that? I have no idea. Right. I didn't follow Trent <laughs> Richardson's stats. Trent Richardson. There wasn't a lot to follow. I think yeah. we need to upload this video. That'd be hilarious. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> slumped, yeah, I'm slumped in my recliner right now, man. Slumped all Leave night. me alone. Alright. We are going to wrap it up, though. Apologize to the people. I didn't talk that much this episode. I'm a little, a little out of it. All right. Hey, Lisa. Yeah, uh, Le- hey, man. At least I gave my excuse. <laughs> hey, Eric, take this out. What? No, all right. Thanks for tuning in. Follow the Facebook page at Bros Backroom Banner. The Instagram page Bros Backroom Banner. All lowercase, one word. Um. Follow the OnlyFans. Sure. Follow the OnlyFans inside the back room. Eric, just make sure you show up next time, bro. I'm uh, in my bed. I wasn't. I wasn't paying attention when you were talking to me. My bad. Nah. I was watching the game. All right. This one's for you. We out.